Hey, thank you for listening to Middle Aged and Mediocre. I'm Cash. I'm Joel. I'm here with Joel Exotic. <laughs> Joel Exotic. Yeah, man. How's the uh, How's the Tiger uh, camp going? Coming? Pretty good. You getting into it? I posted yesterday. I said I'd probably go Joe Exotic. I'd probably go Tiger King for some weed and records. Yeah, not man. not so much meth and tigers. Well, when you say you would go Tiger King, yeah. what do you what do you mean by that? I'd marry a dude. With you'd marry a dude. dude. You'd yeah. pretend to be a gay. Yeah. You wouldn't even really pretend. You'd just be like, "Yeah, sure, I'll marry you." Yeah, yeah. And I get weed and vinyl instead of meth and tigers. I don't think Joe Exotic has weed or vinyl. Well, he has weed. Yeah, but doesn't have vinyl to offer. No. Like his vinyl records. Oh God, <laughs> this auto tune. It came out today that that turns out that wasn't him singing. What? Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't know how everybody's shocked about that. Yeah, I didn't think it even sounded like it, it when sound I saw any, it. It doesn't sound anything I was like, like it. I was like, that's like the worst auto-tune or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, he just... had somebody else record. It was like somebody else's vocals. Wow. But, which, yeah. First Millie com- Vanilli and now this. It made complete sense whenever you would see him in the music video, too. Like, just the way he would, like, his yeah. mouth was moving, you could tell doesn't fit the way He's the like all are. over the top. Like, yeah. Uh, it's the greatest. Uh, Tiger King. It's the greatest documentary. That Jeff dude? It's like he stopped watching MTV in 2002. Jeff. Oh. The uh, guy that comes in at the end that, like, helps save the oh, ranch. The guy that with, like, the, the hat and the, the bandana. That actually probably... Yeah, he looks like a roadie for yeah. every... Yeah, I say he, like, stopped watching MTV in, like, 2002. Like, right. that was the look... <laughs> What's that Jamie Candy movie? Like, he kind of looks like that. He's like, the guy that set up Joe Exotic, yeah, I, I yep, think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Joe Exotic isn't very... Look, dude, Joe Exotic's out there trying to, <laughs> he just trying wants to some just love. be Joe Exotic. Yeah. He doesn't have time to be committing all these crimes they say he committed. He just wants he just wants love and tigers. It's a, it's an absolute delight of a documentary. I love how like they interviewed the girl first with the missing arm. You're like, did she lose the arm there? Like You just wait for that story to start. Then it starts. She's like, all a, that shit's crazy. She was dedicated. Yeah, she's like back to work five days <laughs> later. And she just wasn't, you know, she was like, hey, I probably shouldn't hey, have stuck my arm in there. Fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> fool me twice. Yeah, I, I don't, don't have, have any arms. I don't have any arms. Yeah. Uh, but man, like I, there's so much about it that's just like I keep seeing pictures of things from the documentary yeah. that I didn't even notice, be- yeah. and I don't know how. Even though they were most, they were already. It's all so absurd. Well, I think you watch it so fast. Yeah, like I and just things are happening it. constantly. Yeah. You find out that the guys aren't really gay, uh, <laughs> although the one got the tattoo right above his dick that says "Property oh, of Joe yeah. Exotic." And then he went and got covered up, and yeah, but uh, the one then the one shoots himself in the head on accident. Yeah, and they showed like. Luckily, they didn't show that, but they showed the guy watching that. Yeah, just, and he's just like... He thinks he's joking yeah, at first. Yeah. And it's just one thing after the next of just shit happening. And like the Doc Allison guy. Just everybody. Uh, Doc, uh, the other Tiger guy that had like yeah, five or six wives. his name and, stands for Lord. Yeah. Or whatever. He clearly runs a cult. He, he pays like a hundred bucks a week, I think he said, or something for his workers. Oh, then and then like... They, there's the dude that was a part of the fucking like... Uh, Cocaine trafficking. 
Yeah. Back in the eighties. He's like, I didn't kill that guy, but I was there when he was they, killed. But they like they barely touch on that guy's yeah. story. And I'm like, there's a whole other story <laughs> here. That's season two, baby. I yeah, I really want another season just. I saw where they were gonna do guy. a show about that uh the what's the lady's name? Carol. Yeah, they're gonna get Kate McKenna. Like Carol. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> or they sh- they should get uh Who's the woman? That, she's on the Goldbergs now. She's Whoopi Goldberg. Reno nine one one. Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Whoopi. <laughs> What's the Whoopi. Name? She was on uh, Reno nine one one. She from she's the, the state? mom on on Goldberg. I know you're talking about, but I don't know. Her she name. looks a lot like her. Yeah, she does. But yeah, oh yeah, Kate McKinnon. That's her. Like she's born for that kind of role. Yeah. The eyes. Man, that, that chick's crazy. Awful. The dude that she's married to is crazy. That worm-looking guy. <laughs> With the big old He butt. looks like Earthworm Jim <laughs> aged, to, like, naturally today. Oh, is Earthworm Jim's, he's that old now. Why aren't we watching it right now? We should be, man. <laughs> so, but we got other things to talk about. Okay. Uh, there's, a, there's apparently some shit going on out in the world. Right now? Well, yeah, apparently. What? It's insane. Uh... <laughs> People keep trying to tell me, but I just keep mouth kissing them. Right. I just keep as <laughs> close as I can to them and hugging them. I'm like, it's all going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. And I just breathe in their Let ear. Let me spit in your eye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no one's apparently taking this seriously. So, I mean, we're all going to die. Yeah. I'm taking it kind of seriously. You know? But enough people aren't. Yeah. Like, the death toll is, like, rising daily. And everybody's just like, yeah, but I mean. We're number one. We're winning. <laughs> I. It's about the peak. I do wonder a lot of the times, like, how similar this is to other pandemics and, like, the plague. Like, how many people back then were just like, nah, it's nothing. Yeah. But back then, like, they didn't have anything close to what we have with, like, just the information being right, shared. Right, I mean, too much information is being shared right now. Yeah, so we actually have access to a lot of information, and we just don't care. Yeah, but those people, like, they they may have gotten, like, word of mouth from this person or that, but I mean... That's the problem. They got yeah. too much word of mouth. <laughs> I love a good word of mouth. They got mouth speeches. Kyle, we went to... The, I was at the park two days ago, and maybe three days ago. I don't know. But I was there. Time and like, matter yeah, anymore. yeah, it really doesn't. And it was, uh, people were playing basketball. Full five on yeah. five game. I mean, just dudes just sweating, just pounding up against each other. And uh, they just uh, went back the next day. Rims were down. Oh, yeah. There's people. My mom works at Home Depot. And she said today it was like it was Black Friday in there. Yeah. It was just people. It was so crowded. People everywhere. I would not. I go to a local Kroger just because it's close to my house, but I can get in and out of there pretty easily. Yeah. It's not super packed. Um, there's a local gym that I think is still operating. Oh, it is they it? try to be slick by putting paper up over the windows, and they're parking <laughs> in the family dollar lot. Like I was oh. there the other day, and there had to be 15 people inside there. Wow. I mean, because I was like, goddamn, family dollar is packed, and I was like, well, I gotta get shit. So I went in there, and they're empty. And I was like, why are there 12 cars outside? And then I saw, like, three dudes, like, park and walk over together. Wow. Like, they're so slick, those guys. I mean, I don't know what gym you're talking about. I don't either, but yeah. it's just, it's kind of like, really, like, like where are those dudes going to go after that? And, like, that's... Yeah, because then they go and spread shit. If yeah, like, it's, it's not worth that, man. Just just stay home and run. Yeah, I'm like... I and I can't like... say anything because they're really strong. Well, <laughs> they're there. I mean, I say something to you and our listeners, but... Yeah, they don't and then I'm going to go there about. tonight. And just yell things. You should. Yeah. And then whatever happens. Isn't that crazy happens. though? Like it's I, I, I feel is like what it is. I feel like if I was still going to any gym, because right now I don't. I run and you know work out at home. I have been. But if I was going to a gym, I think I would 
be okay with not going yeah. for a couple weeks. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because, like, gyms are kind of cesspools. Oh, dude, that's one of the very, like, when this all first started, before anything even, like, started getting shut down anywhere in the U.S., Yeah, one of the very first things I thought of was, man, like, gyms are Gyms have got to be the worst place because everyone grabs the same stuff. Yeah, you're all walking around. Constantly. You're all like breathing hard, like because you're sweat you're on everything. Weight, you know. I mean, it's half geez. the shit doesn't get cleaned off. No, uh, but yeah. So yeah, whatever gym you're talking about, I don't. Yeah, I can't remember. They should be like a bunch of monsters. <laughs> Son of a, a bunch man. of fucking stupid monsters. Oh my god, idiots. Savages. <laughs> Stupid idiot savages. <laughs> All right. No, but yeah, like I just go right up the street. Yeah, yeah. I have a grocery store here, but like I go, like I try to go later in the evening yeah. when I figure everybody's, and then like I ran to the pharmacy today, but went to the drive-thru for that. Like, yeah, I've not been, I've been You're working not touching home. anybody. You just like, what do you, like, is the, is your, you work for like an eye care place, right? Yeah, we worked, um, pretty much down to me and my manager, because everyone else I work with, they're like over the age of 60, and yeah. they're like, and they've had like health issues in the past, or their husbands have had it, so like they don't right. feel comfortable working, and like I, I don't know, like I've been, I think it's just like gets in your mind at an early age, you gotta work, you gotta make money, you gotta right, work, you right. gotta make money, it's like if they're open, I wanna be there, luckily they were closed Thursday and Friday, we're gonna be in there Monday for a couple hours, I mean now, Trump just passed something where you can get unemployment for 600, or you get a stimulus 600 a week plus your unemployment, oh really? Dude, that's like twice <laughs> what I make, you know? But I mean, I kind of am essential because people do need their glasses. Right. I would like to be there to help people like with that can't you know broken glasses. Need their, but maybe just two days out of the week. I do think there needs to be like, like Monday, Wednesday, or something. Like you know, how like, Home Depot's open. I think there should be yeah three days a week maybe yeah. and like a window of time. Yeah. So and you have to call ahead and reserve something. Yeah. So like if you need something. There's somebody at the store that you can call, reserve it. Yeah. You can come in at a designated time. Like, don't come in and try to get glasses, like, picked out right. made or something. Well, with, like, Home Depot, there's just people there just to, so because they don't have anything else to do. So yeah. they're just hanging out. Yeah, they're working on home projects. They're like, well, now we need this for our home right. project. But, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I, I was out running today, 6.3 miles, thank you. Jesus. And I noticed a lot of people outside working. A lot, I mean, of course, it's a really good day, too. Right. But it's just crazy, like, all the people at the park and just in their yards working and like, working on stuff, and it's, like, like as bad as all this is, like, it's kind of cool in a way, I guess, just to, I mean, I don't, yeah, I, I, think don't. I think it's showing ignorance more than anything. Really? I think it's exposing the I, ignorance. I think the park, definitely, because you still see the, large uh, groups of people. But, like, yeah. working out in your yard, I mean, you can't stay inside the Right, yeah, time. if you're in your yard, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, as long as you're doing something, like, containing yourself to within your area, yeah. like, I think going other places, though. Yeah. And potentially exposing people or getting exposed to it and then taking it and exposing it to more people yeah. is shitty. But, uh, yeah, like when I went to the park, we definitely we walked distance and yeah. I mean, it's not, there's, there was like two of us. So, well, I mean, I, I feel like we have a fucking stupid president that made it, that basically put it out there at first that as soon as warm weather gets here, it's all fine. Yeah. I mean, he kind of put that notion out there. Yeah. It was early on before we really knew anything, but still, like, so now there's still people that are like, well, it's, it's nice out. So, yeah. It, the virus is dead here, yeah. but yeah, I am. It is interesting to me how much how many businesses are considered essential right now. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I don't. Other than a sit down restaurant, 
And Dunham's is open, dude. Because they sell guns. That's what. Yeah, I went in there the day before the lockdown. I went in to get new running shoes because I needed them, and Dunham's was open. And they were like, "Well, actually, we're still open tomorrow too." I was like, "Really?" And when I got in there, I asked a lady, and she said they their gun sales for the last month have been the best sales for guns and stuff that they've had since they've been there. Yeah, because shit goes south. Yeah, people are getting toilet paper and guns. Like. I, other than, I think, sit-down restaurants, and there was something else that I... Uh, there's only, like, two things that I feel have been deemed non-essential. Movie theaters. Uh, yeah, gyms, movie theaters, yeah. like, sit-down restaurants. But like, everything else, people have figured out a way to be like, well, I mean, I could need something. Yeah. Though. So, Walmart's open. Like, the one by my house is open, but... Oh, yeah, all go, the gas stations. You can't go inside at GoMart. Oh, can like, you not? They have, like, the little window thing there. Mm, and... Speedway still... Yeah. You can go in and out freely. I don't like going in places. I mean, I just go in. I try to just keep my hands to myself. I right. grab the things I need, and I get out. I sanitize, and as soon as I get home, I wash my hands. Like, I had Lily the last two days. We didn't go anywhere but the park. Right. You know, like, we worked out in the apartment yesterday. Just her and I went for a walk. And it's just... How much she uh, benching, though? <laughs> she's uh, she's yoking. She's deadlifting uh, about 500, yeah. I'd say. 5, 10 pounds. Yeah. 5, 10 pounds. Yeah. 5 to 10 pounds. Yeah, I... Uh, we wrote a joke. I saw the well, joke. You want <laughs> yeah. to try it out? <laughs> what do toilets eat? I don't know, man. Pooperoni pizza. That's good. That's good. <laughs> that was, Lily wrote the pizza part. I, like I, the- I tacked on the pooperoni. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you know, what toilets eat? Pizza. I think you should start uh, crediting her with more of your jokes. Yeah. To take some of the heat off yourself. <laughs> People are like, that's so dumb. Like a nine year old wrote it? Oh, right, cute. Right. Like, but why is she talking about her dick so much? Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Kids, am I right? Yeah, I mean, you are the white Steve Harvey. So. <laughs> but, all right. Well, uh, what? How am I going to? Okay, so are you into uh, any conspiracy theories? Like, are there any that you buy into? More than others, you buy into a lot of them. I don't know if I buy into any of them, but I keep my mind open to all of them. Except for Flat Earth. Fuck off right, with that. Yeah, <laughs> right. But, like, I've seen the 9-11 was an inside job, and then, like, even, like, the Pearl Harbor was an inside job. I've and... actually never heard that one. Before. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can yeah. look at that where, like, they knew that shit was coming, and there's been, you know, where they, you know, had meetings about should we warn them. And... Right. But, again, it's shit on YouTube, you yeah. see, you know. I mean, I don't get into a bunch of 9-11 is probably the big conspiracy one like the space one, I never really bought like into. Landing. Yeah, that it was faked, but I mean it could be. And if it was, I wouldn't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not like really invested enough in anything to really be on either end of like it's definitely true or it's definitely false. The reason I ask is that a good answer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The reason I ask is because tonight's story, uh, it's there's. I mean, there's a dead person in it. Cool. Uh, probably murder. Is it me? Uh, it's you. It's going to be you. Okay. Uh, but it's uh, it opens up with opening up a demolition three packs. <laughs> I've got cameras strategically placed throughout this room. Good, but uh, yeah, there's uh, a little bit of conspiracy to it. Uh, this is a little bit. This is a little bit different than what we normally do. I would All say right. as far as stories go, uh, because we really don't know. This isn't like a really brutal murder. This is just a dead body with some weird shit going on. Okay. So, uh, yeah, if you want to go and get into it, let's, let's do it. All right. Paint me a picture. Uh, before we get into it real quick, oh. uh, I forgot, let me do this real quick. Uh, we are now on Apple Podcasts, Ooh. which used to be called iTunes. I didn't realize they changed it. Okay. 
But so that's Apple Podcasts now. We're on there, so go and uh, subscribe. Get on your iPhone. Yeah. There's like 11 different versions. There's a shitload. Yeah. Uh, rate, rate the episodes. Subscribe to us. Rate me. Share. Uh, and then we're on Anchor.fm, of course. Of course. Spotify, Stitcher Radio. Um, I'm sure there's more that I can't think of right now. Uh, pod SoundCloud is that a Bean. thing? We're not on SoundCloud. Okay, we used to be on SoundCloud. <laughs> I should uh, talk through this part. Yes, yeah, so we're on some things. So share it. Uh, we've got we've picked up some new listeners lately. It seems yeah. like everything's picking up. I was telling you, we've got uh, we have apparently we got a presence in Oregon. Cool. Uh, which I don't know what's going on there, but whatever. <laughs> Hi, Oregon. Um, Hello. Uh, Australia. Good day. Stay tuned in for the emu yep. episode. Nice. This this story actually that we're going to do tonight it takes place in Australia as Ooh. well. So uh, yeah, we're going to take a break there real quick. Okay. We're going to hit the ad break because we haven't done one of those in a while. Okay. Yeah. Joel's going to go uh, pee in the corner. Okay. It's his designated corner. <laughs> yes. And we'll be back with the uh, story of the tamam shud. Tamashud. Bless you. All right, and we are back. That was like three hours. Uh, yeah, we actually just like fell asleep. <laughs> I peed twice. We took a nap. Joel peed his pants. <laughs> uh, don't let him tell you you didn't. Oh, uh, I did. He did. I did. Quit lying to the people. <laughs> All right, so tonight's story uh, takes place on December 1st, 1948. Ooh. At 6.30 a.m. Bright and early. The bright and early. The police were contacted after the body of a man was discovered on Somerton Beach near Adelaide, South Australia. Uh, the man was found lying in the sand across from the crippled children's home. Oh. That's the name of it. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I'm not saying that like a, Being a derogatory. Yeah. That's the name That's of it. That's where the cripples are going. Uh, oh. Which was on the corner of the Esplanade and Bickford Terrace. Esplanade being a very... Australian term. Australian. Maybe Esplanade. <laughs> it's the Esplanade. Uh, he, was lying, he was lying back with his head resting against the seawall, with his legs extended and his feet crossed. It was believed he had died while sleeping. An unlit, an unlit, an unlit cigarette was on the right collar of his coat, and a search of his pockets revealed an unused uh, second-class rail ticket from Adelaide to Henley Beach. A bus ticket from the city that could not be proved to have been used, a narrow aluminum American comb, a half-empty packet of juicy fruit, chewing gum, shout out to Juicy Fruit. I like to think that it's half full. (laughs) Maybe not for this guy, because he did. A half-full packet of (laughs) juicy fruit, chewing gum. The juiciest. An Army Club cigarette packet. God damn, did he have cargo pants on? He had a lot of pockets, or just a lot of things stuffed into pockets. His pockets were, like, expanding out. Someone with, like, no pockets killed him. They're like, look at you. You think you're all that with all your pockets. Pocket Figured it out. Uh, an Army Club cigarette packet containing seven cigarettes of a, a piano dif- bench of a different brand. <laughs> so that's weird. He just collects different. Uh, no, he, it's like so the seven cigarettes were say Marlboros. Yeah, but they were in an Army Club cigarette. Oh, okay. Packet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and a quarter full box of matches. Witnesses who came forward. See, that's a quarter empty box of matches. <laughs> the, so you're not. A positive thinker. You're, you're just yeah. a. Uh, you just want the opposite of whatever. Well, I mean, if it's only a quarter, then it can't be full. Like half can be full, you know. But if it's under half, then it's that empty. <laughs> All right. Well, we can get into the math. <laughs> we can get into the math of things later. I'm flipping tables. No, we're doing it now. Okay. Sorry. Uh, uh, witnesses who came forward said that on the evening of November 30th. By the way, I had to. Uh, I got this from a. 
a, a British person or a European person clearly wrote typed this originally. Uh-huh. So I, had I to, thought like, like you talked to him, they <laughs> gave it to him. So I had to go back through and like so this the way they would type it out would say witnesses who came forward said that on the evening of. 30 November. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I had to change all that. You're so dumb. What is wrong with them? <laughs> Unless you're listening over there, thanks, man. Yeah, other than, I mean, if you're listening over there, we're sorry that we bastardized. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, they, it's not their idea no, to it's do not, the date yeah. like that. It might be, though. They just don't know any better, because right. they're dumb. And savages. Uh, <laughs> on the evening of November 30th, they had seen an individual resembling the dead man lying on his back in the same spot and position near the children's home. I remember all them pockets. Where the corpse was later found. A couple who saw him at around 7 p.m. noted that they saw him extend his right arm to its fullest extent and then drop limply. Very Bernie, uh, weekend at Bernie's. Was that the third time? Was the match over? Right, then the ding, ding, ding. He started hulking up right after well, that? no one's ever actually had, the, other than against Brutus Beefcake, yeah. no one's arms ever fell three times. Yeah. So he hulked up. <laughs> uh, another couple who saw him from 7.30 to 8 p.m., during which time the streetlights had come on, recounted that they did not see him move during the half an hour, although they did have the impression that his position had changed. So, maybe a ghost? Yeah. Or a shapeshifter? Or he's just slumping. Or, or he's just tired, man. Stuff's settling in his body after he dies. <laughs> he was full of gonna... bugs. Yep. And yeah. the bugs get out and then he slumps yeah. down. full of rabbits. Oh. Um, there was 12 rabbits in this man's <laughs> body. Rabbits and water. <laughs> and Yeah, and cigarettes. Although they'd come, uh, come in... Uh, Although they commented between themselves that it was odd he was not reacting to the mosquitoes, uh, they had thought it more likely that he was drunk or asleep and thus did not investigate further. One of the witnesses told the police she observed a man looking down at the sleeping man from the top of the steps that led to the beach. Witnesses said the body was in the same position when the police viewed it. Another witness came forward in 1959 and reported to the police that he and three others had seen... Like ten years later? Yeah, so that was in... Yeah, 48, and then you know, ten year, 11 years later, uh, he and three others had seen a well-dressed man carrying another man on his shoulders along Somerton Beach the night before the body was found. Uh, according to the pathologist John Burton Cleland, Cleland, the man was of British exper- appearance and thought to be aged about 40 to 45. He was in top physical condition. He was 5 foot 11 inches tall with gray eyes. Oh, which, I didn't know gray eyes were a thing. No, wolves, maybe. Wolves. <laughs> Is this man maybe, uh, yeah, a werewolf? Yeah. And he was shot by a silver bullet? Or maybe, <laughs> if you see gray eyes, uh, it's... Maybe he did. He has the corona. Yeah. <laughs> so this man started the coronavirus. In 1948. Uh, he had fair to ginger-collared hair, slightly gray around the temples, with broad shoulders and a narrow waist, Hands and nails that showed no signs of manual labor. He's a pretty boy! Big and little toes that met in a wedge shape, like those of a dancer or someone who wore boots with pointed toes, and pronounced high calf muzzles, Oh, consistent with people who regularly wore boots or shoes with high heels, or preferred ballet. Was it, does it say anything about his dick? Mm, I don't know His yet. pee hole? He was dressed... Well, uh, he had a gray pee hole. He was dressed in a white shirt, a uh, red, white, and blue tie. Go America! Yeah, USA. Uh, uh, brown trousers, socks and shoes. Well, they weren't brown to begin with, oh. but then you die and you shit yourself. Yeah, you do. A, uh, we it's all in that. your pockets. A brown knitted pullover. And a fashionable gray and brown double-breasted jacket. It's a cardigan, but thanks for asking. Of American tailoring. All labels on his clothes have been removed. 
That's weird. Yeah. And he had no hat, which was unusual for 1948, and he had no wallet. He was self or he was clean-shaven and carried no identification, which led police to believe he'd committed suicide. Uh, finally, his dental records were not able to be matched by any or to any known person. An autopsy was conducted, and the pathologist estimated the time of death at around 2 a.m. on December 1st. So, yeah, so that morning he would yeah. have died a they few hours before him, he was they found. found him about four hours later. Yeah, four and a half hours later. Uh, the autopsy also showed that the man's last meal had been a pastry eaten three to four hours before death. But tests failed to reveal any foreign substance in the body. Uh, the pathologist concluded... No I, rabbits? No rabbits. Damn. He concluded, I am quite convinced the death could have could not have been natural. The poison I suggested was a either a barbiturate or a soluble hypnotic. Uh, although poisoning remained a prime suspicion, the pastry was not believed, not believed to be the source of the poison. Other than that, the coroner was unable to reach a conclusion as to the man's identity, cause of death... Or whether the man was seen alive at Summerton Beach on the evening of November 30th, or who was seen alive on the evening of November 30th, was the same man, as nobody had seen his face at that time. Uh, the body was then embalmed on December 10th, 1948, after the police were unable to get a positive identification. The police said that this was the first time they knew that such an action was needed. Hmm. On January 14th, 1949, uh, staff at the Adelaide Railway, Railway Station discovered a brown suitcase with its label removed. Like his clothes. No one enjoys labels in this story. <laughs> nope. Uh, which had been checked into the station cloakroom after 11 a.m. on November 30th, 1948. Maybe it's like mattresses. Like, you, re- you remove the label, you can't, they kill you. You go to prison. It was believed that the suitcase was owned uh, by the man found on the beach. In the suitcase was a uh, red dress, or a red gown, a size seven red felt pair of slippers, four pairs of underpants, pajamas, shaving items, uh, a light brown pair of trousers, an electrician screwdriver, a table <laughs> knife, a pair of scissors with sharpened points, uh, a protective sheath for the knife and scissors and a stenciling brush as used by officers on merchant ships for stenciling cargo. Also, in the suitcase was a card of brown, or of uh, orange waxed thread of an unusual type, not available in Australia. It was the same as that had been used to repair the lining in a pocket of the trousers the dead man was wearing. All identifying marks on the clothes had been removed. (laughs) Police found the name T... Keen, K-E-A-N-E, on a tie. Uh, Keen was also written on a laundry bag. And then Keen, without the last E, was written on a singlet that the man had. He's a wrestler? Apparently so. Uh, Police believe that whoever removed the clothing tags either overlooked these three items or purposely left the Keen tag on the clothes, uh, knowing that this was not the dead man's name. Yeah. With wartime rationing still enforced, clothing was difficult to acquire at that time. Although it was very common practice to use name tags, it was also common when buying secondhand clothing to remove the tags of the previous owner or owners. Uh, what was unusual what there was, was that there was no spare socks found in the case and no correspondence, although the police found stencils and unused stationery. Did they check his cell phone? 1948, Joel. Ah, oh, okay. 47. <laughs> 1999. A search included that there was no... Uh, T. Keen, 
missing in any English-speaking country and a nationwide circulation uh, of the dry-cleaning marks also proved fruitless. Uh, in fact, all that could be garnered from the suitcase was that uh, it had been manuf- manufactured in the United States. The coat had not been imported, indicating that the man had been in the United States or bought the coat from someone of a similar size who had been there. Police checked incoming train records and believed the man had arrived at the Adelaide Railway Station by the overnight train from either Melbourne, Sydney, or Port Augusta. They speculated he had showered and shaved at the adjacent city baths, which apparently used to be a thing. Yeah. Which is weird to me. Just like city bathrooms where you could just go and shower. Yeah. With everybody else. This is why we have disease. (laughs) Uh, Oh, where am I at here? Um... Oh, so I'm wrong. Although named City Baths, the center was not a public bathing facility, but a public swimming pool. The railway station bathing facilities were uh, adjacent to the station clock cloakroom, which itself was aged, uh, too many adjacents to the station's <laughs> southern ex- exit on North Terrace. Um, however, the bathroom facilities were not available on that day. So he went to the pool. Yeah, so he showered in the pool. Um... A investigation into the death conducted by Coroner Thomas uh, Cleland commenced a few days after the body, but was adjourned until June 17, 1949. The investigating pathologist uh, re-examined the body and made a number of discoveries. He noted that the man's shoes were remarkably clean and appeared to have been recently polished rather than being in the state expected of the shoes of a man who had apparently been wandering around the city all day. Yeah, pretty boy. He added that this evidence fit in with the theory that the body might have been brought to the beach after the man's death, accounting for the lack of evidence of vomiting and convulsions, which would be the two main reactions to poison. Yeah. Uh, he speculated that none of the witnesses could positively identify the man they saw the previous night as being the same person discovered the next morning, um, which gave more truth to the possibility that he had died elsewhere in mid-dump there. He stressed that this was purely speculation as all the witnesses believed it was definitely the same person as the body was in the same place and lying in the same distinctive position. A uh, professor of physiology and pharmacology testified that a group of drugs uh, were extremely top, toxic and a relatively small oral dose would be extremely difficult if not impossible to identify if it had been suspected in the first place. Uh, he gave the coroner a piece of paper with the names of the two drugs the names were not released into the public until the 1980s, as at the time they were quite easily procurable by the ordinary individual from a chemist without the need to give a reason for the purchase. The drugs were later publicly identified as Digitalis and Uabane, both Ooh. of which are cardiac stimulants. So uh, one of these were probably in his, one or both of these were probably in this guy's yeah. system. They didn't want to release it because then people were like, that's all you need to kill somebody? Right. <laughs> uh, and apparently it's hard to uh, track it down. Yeah. He noted the only fact not found in relation to the body was evidence of vomiting. He then stated his absence was not unknown, but that he could not make a solid conclusion about poisoning without the uh, evidence of vomiting. Hicks stated that if the death had occurred seven hours after the man was last seen, it would imply a massive dose that could still have been detected. So, things are going to get weird here in a second, though. Uh Because during the investigation... Uh, a tiny piece of rolled up paper with the words Tamam Shud 
T-A-M-A-M-S-H-U-D. Printed on it was found in the pocket sewn within the dead man's trouser pockets. Uh, public library officials. It was a pocket within a pocket? Yeah, like there was like a little... Little hidden. So like on jeans? Yeah. The little... The they knife. Call it a fob pocket, I think. Yeah. It's that little tiny pocket That's right above your knife. one. Yeah. Your tiny little yeah. one inch knife. I'm not here, but in my other jeans. Yeah, my knife will fit in there. The little... You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was picturing like a big buck knife or something. No, no, I just have a little pocket knife. I always keep that thing on me. It makes more sense that it's a pocket knife. Yeah. Um, public library officials called in to translate the text identified and identified it as a phrase meaning ended or, ended or finished found on the last page of the Rubiat of Omar Khayyam. Uh, the, paper's si- the paper's verso side was blank. So... Uh, yeah, the back of the page was blank. Yeah. Uh, police conducted an Australia-wide search to find a copy of the book. A photograph of the scrap of paper was le- released to the press. So instead of the book being printed with text... Oh, so yeah. So the book that it came out of, whereas most of the copies of the book had normal printing on both sides of the page, Oh yeah. this copy, for some reason, would have only had printing on one side of the book. That's weird. Or one side of the page. Yeah. Um, following a public appeal by police, uh, the copy of the Rubiat from which the page had been torn was located. A man showed police a 1941 edition of Edward Fitzgerald's translation of the Rubiat. Detective Sergeant Lionel Lean, who led the investigation, often protected the privacy of witnesses and public statements by using uh, pseudonyms. Lean referred to the man who found the book by the pseudonym Ronald Francis. And he has never been officially identified. Francis had not dis- considered that the book might be connected to the case until he had seen an article in the previous day's newspaper. On the inside back cover of the book, detectives identified uh, indentations from handwriting. These included a telephone number, an unidentified n- number, and a text that resembled an encrypted message. According to statements by police, the book was found in the rear footwell of a car at about the same time that the body of the identified man had been found. Hmm. There is some uncertainty. I don't trust books. I never have. I never have and I never will. I only have so many of them because oh. I want to keep an eye on them. Yeah, you know keep your mean? enemies close. Your friends close, your enemies That's closer. Right. If they get out of line, they know what happens. Yep. Burn barrel. Nice try, books. Nice try, books. <laughs> Uh, one newspaper article refers to the book being found about a week or two before the body was found. Former South Australian police detective uh, Jerry Feltis uh, reports that the book was found just after the man was found on the beach. The timing is significant as the man is presumed, based on the suitcase, to have arrived in Adelaide the day before he was found on the beach. If the book was found one or two weeks before, it suggests that the man had visited previously or had been in Adelaide for a longer period. Most accounts state that the book was found in an unlocked parked car uh, in the city, either in the rear floor well or on the back seat. The handwriting found in the back of the book, here's the handwriting found in the back of the book, uh, and it's assumed that this is some sort of text. Yeah. Uh, code. I yeah, because there's no spaces or anything. And it's just a random assortment of letters. Yeah. Even by Australia terms, that don't make no <laughs> sense. So, yeah. Uh, the theme... Might- of the Rubiat of Omar Khayyam is that one should live life to the fullest and have no regrets when it ends. Hell yeah. The poem's subject 
led police theorized that the man had committed suicide by poison, although there was no other evidence to back the theory. The book was missing the words Tamam Shud on the last page, which had a blank reverse, and a microscopic test indicated that the piece of paper was from the same book that they had found. Yeah. Also in the back of the That's book so weird. were faint indentations representing five lines of text in capital letters. These were what we just looked at. Yeah. The second line had been struck through, uh, a fact that is considered significant due to its similarities to the fourth line and the possibility that it represents an error in encryption. So the top line that was found in this are just the letters W-R-G-O-A-B-A-B-D. And then the second line is M-L-I-A-O-I, and then they have a mark through it. The third line is W-T-B-I-M-P-A-N-E-T-P. Third, fourth line, M-L-I-A-B-O-A. So they're saying that the second line started that, but then they messed up. Yeah. So the fourth, again. So then the fifth line is I-T-T-M-T-S-T-G-A-B. In the book, it is unclear whether the first line begins with an M or a W, but it is widely believed to be the letter W, owing to the distinctive difference when compared to the stricken letter M. Uh, there appears to be a deleted or underlined of text that reads M-L-I-A-O-I. Although the last character in the line of the book that looks like an L, it is fairly clear on a closer inspection of the image that this is formed from an I, and the extension of the line used to, to delete or underline that line of text. On the other, L has the curve to the bottom, blah, blah, blah. Um, Letters, man. There's also an X above the last O in the code. Uh, yeah, you can see like the little... Right here. Like, they put like a little X yeah. for some reason. Huh. Like they were marking that or something. Yeah. Or, and they crossed it all out. Uh, and it is not known if this is significant to the code or not. Initially, the letters were thought to be words in a foreign language before it was realized it was a code. Code experts were called in at the time to decipher the lines, but were unsuccessful. Code breakers? Code. That was a good show. Was Chris Jericho? Show? I don't know. I was saying code breaker because Chris Jericho, that's what he called his... Oh, did he? Yeah, Or maybe it was just like some special they had on, like yeah. a true crime thing where they... Uh, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Why did he call the code? That's weird. Oh, because he had like the whole like... He was the Y2J. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In 1978... Wrestling! Following a request from the ABC TV journalist uh, Cryptographers, which I always think is like such a... like. To me, that would be such a cool job. Yeah. You're just looking through lines of text, and you got to figure shit out yeah. from it. It's like puzzles. Yeah. It's like they jumble in the newspaper. Yeah, they're like really fucking good <laughs> at it, though. Uh, the cryptographers reported that it would be impossible to provide a satisfactory answer. If the text was an encrypted message, its brevity meant that it had insufficient symbols from which a clear meaning could be extracted, and the text could be the meaningless product product of a disturbed mind. A telephone number was found in the back of the book belonging to a nurse named Jessica Ellen Joe Thomas or Thompson, who was born Jesse Harkness in a Sydney suburb. Uh, she lived about thirteen feet thirteen hundred feet north of the location where the body was found. When wow. she was interviewed by police, Thompson said that she did not know the dead man or why he would have her phone number. And well, no. sh- what? So no one knew the dead man. They didn't know his identity. Right, right. Um, and she didn't know why he would choose to visit her suburb on the night of his death. 
However, she also reported that at sometime in late 1948, an unidentified man had attempted to visit her and ask a next-door neighbor about her. <laughs> so in one breath, she says... I don't know who that guy is. I don't know why he'd be here. Yeah. Oh, but there was some weird guy that nobody knows who was here. Uh, uh, in his book on the case, Jerry Feltis stated that when he interviewed Thompson, he found that she was either being evasive or that she did not. She just did not wish to talk about things. Chicks, man. You gotta love them. <laughs> Can't live with them. Can't live without them. Can't do murders without them. What? I don't know. Feltis believed Thompson knew the Somerton man's identity. Uh, Tom... Uh, Joe, what's her name? Jesse Harkness. Yeah, Jesse Harkness's daughter Kate, in a television interview in 2014, uh, say that she also believed her mother knew the dead man. Uh, in 1949, Jesse requested that police not keep a permanent record of her name or release her details to third parties, as it would be embarrassing and harmful to her rec- reputation. Did they ever release it? They did. Ah, oh, man, that sucks for her. The police agreed, a decision that hampered later investigations. Um, So they didn't at first, but now... Yeah, and then they just were like, you know what? Fuck her. (laughs) Um, uh, What was it? Uh, Oh, she says... So then she says that while she was working at the... In Sydney during World War II, she had owned a copy of the Rubiat. Uh, in 1945, at the Clifton Gardens Hotel in Sydney, she'd given it to an army lieutenant named Alf. This guy's name was Alf. Alf? Boxel, uh, who was serving at the time in the water transport section. Uh, she stated that after the war ended, she had moved to Melbourne and married, and she had received a letter from Alf. Uh, Willie! And basically, Alf was trying to uh, get with her. Oh, yeah. So, uh, as a result of their conversations with Thompson, police suspected that Alf was the dead man. Uh, however, uh, in July 1949, he was found in Sydney. Not dead? And the final page of his copy of the Rubiat was, inta- was intact. Uh, so, he wasn't the dead man. Um, Which was probably relief to him. Yeah. That's always good news. Yeah. Um... I yelled Willie because Alf from television fame. Willie, yeah. yeah was, uh, that was dad's name? Yeah. Willie! Um, he, he liked cats. Remember he wanted to eat them? Well, he ate them. He always wanted to eat cats. He, what, what planet was he from? I don't know. Melmac. I think that was one of our trivia questions way back when. Was it? I think so. Maybe not. Yeah, it was Melmac. Melmac. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and what was his, uh, what was Alf's uh, name? Alien life form. Mm-mm. I mean, oh. that's what it said. What was his? Uh, Maybe that was a trivia what was his question. Earth name? I can't remember that either. Gordon Shumway. Oh yeah, that get, was a, that was a trivia. You got to get up on your Alf trivia. I son. know. I just know Willie. Uh, uh, where am I here? Uh, another theory concerns Alf, who was reportedly involved in intelligence work during and immediately after World War II. In a 1978 uh, interview, uh, Stuart Littlemore asked Alf. Uh, you had been working, hadn't you, in an intelligence unit before you met this young woman, Jesse Harkness. Did you talk to her about that at all? In reply, he says no. And when asked if Jesse Harkness could have known, he replies, not unless somebody else told her. Uh, when Stuart Littlemore suggests that there may have been an espionage connection to the dead man found in Adelaide, uh, Alf replies with, uh, that would be quite dramatic, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of 
speculation that the dead man that was found was a spy. And trying to be Alf. Jesse and this Alf guy had been involved in his death. Hmm. Is what the speculation is. Um, years after the crime, or the, you know, the man was found dead. Yeah, that's probably a crime. Uh, flowers began appearing on his grave. Oh. Police questioned a woman seen leaving the cemetery, but she claimed she knew nothing of the man. About the same time, uh, a receptionist from the hotel opposite of the Adelaide Railway Station revealed that a strange man had stayed in one of the rooms for a few days around the time of the death, checking out on... Oh, here's... I forgot to change this one. On 30 November 1948. She recalled that he was English-speaking and only carrying a small black suitcase, not unlike one a a musician or a doctor might carry. When an employee looked inside the case, he told Harvey he had found an object inside the case that was described as looking like a needle. Um, Why are they looking in cases, man? November 22nd, 1959, it was reported that one E.B. Collins, an inmate of New Zealand's uh, Wanganui prison, claimed to, un- to know the identity of the man. There have been numerous unsuccessful attempts in the 70 years since his discovery to crack the letters found at the rear of the book, including efforts by military and naval intelligence, mathematicians, and amateur code crackers. In 2004, uh, retired detective Jerry Felter suggested in a Sunday Mail article that the final line, I-T-T-M-T-Sam-S-T-G-A-B, could stand for the initials of, It's time to move to South Australia Mosley Street. The former nurse lived on Mosley Street. Uh, A 2014 analysis by a computational linguist strongly supports that theory that the letters consist of the initials of some English text, but finds no match for these in a large survey of literatures. literature. Uh, let me see. Where's... So we got to, some spy shit going on. Um, a number of possible identifications have been proposed over the years. An Adelaide newspaper uh, reported the discovery of the body gave the possible identification as E.C. Johnson... About 45. The following day... Was uh, he a pretty boy? <laughs> well, the following day, he identified himself at the police station. Uh, like, nope, wasn't me. I'm here. Thanks a lot for thinking I'm dead. Nobody ever checks on me. Jerks. Uh, the same day, another Adelaide newspaper published a photograph of the dead man on its front page, leading to additional calls from members of the public about the possible identity of a dead man of the dead man. By December 4th, police had announced that the man's fingerprints were not on South Australian police records, forcing them to look further afield. On December 5th, the advertiser reported that police were searching through military records after a man claimed to have had a drink with the man, with a man resembling the dead man at a hotel in the city. During the drinking session, the mystery man supposedly produced a military pension card bearing the name Solomonson. Uh, by the end of all of this, they the police had ended up with over, I think, 22... Hundred possible identifications yeah. for this guy. Um, but like that many people can't be him. Can only <laughs> right. be one of those. Uh, That's the thing. Let me see. Decryption of the code was started again from scratch at one point. It had been determined the letter frequency was considerably different from letters written down randomly. 
The frequency was to be further tested to determine if the alcohol level of the writer could alter random distributions. <laughs> so, like, they're, like, so good at this that they take into account that maybe the person writing it was drunk. Yeah. Uh, which I never would have thought of to... No. Uh, the format of the code also appeared to follow the specific format of the Rubyat, supporting the theory that the code was a one-time uh, encryp- encryption algorithm. Copies of the Rubyat, as well as the Talmud sh- uh, and the Bible, were being compared to the code using computers to get a base for letter frequencies. Um, let me see. Uh, where's the thing about the guys? Oh, and so in November 2013, relatives of Jesse Harkness gave interviews to television current affairs program 60 Minutes, and uh, her daughter said that her mother was the woman interviewed by the police, and that her mother had told her she had lied to police. Oh. She did know the identity of the Somerton man, and his identity was also known to a level higher than the police force. His, uh, her father had... Jesus? Jesus. Uh, she suggested that her mother and the Somerton man both may have been spies, noting that her mother had taught English to, imi- uh, to migrants, was interested in communism, could speak Russian, although she would not disclose to her daughter where she had learned it or why. Um, the, uh, there's people that are petitioning for an exhumate, uh, the body to be exhumed, DNA tested. Uh, yeah, it seemed like that nowadays. I'd, maybe they could solve it like that. The daughter of the woman, Jesse, whatever, thinks it would be uh, disrespectful to the man. Oh. He should be left in peace. Uh, it's her mom dead? Because <laughs> she's yeah. not kind of leaving her yeah. in peace by like throwing her underneath Under the bus. The bus. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they've never figured out who this guy was. Um, huh. I've never figured out... Um, but Jesus knows. ...what the code means. Yeah. There's, like, a story... that ha- Like, sometime, I think, in the 80s or 90s, there's a story of a guy that uh, was found in the middle of, like, a field somewhere. Uh-huh. And he had been just, like, beaten to death uh, and left out in this field to die. And the only thing they found on this guy was a piece of paper... With random letters written on it, uh, there's like all these stories throughout, like the past couple, few decades, yeah, of random bodies found with just random lettering, huh, written out and nothing else to identify them, yeah. So like, there's a lot of people that think there's like a spy, like ring being hunted down almost, or like some shit at play where there's like two sides, yeah. So yeah, uh. But huh. nobody knows who this guy was or is or anything like that. I just found him randomly on the beach one day. With all them pockets. <laughs> With all the pockets <laughs> full of... I don't know. Yeah, he had mismatched cigarettes. Matches. It was like he had just got cigarettes from somebody else. Yeah. And, you know, like he'd borrowed somebody else's cigarettes. Or not borrowed, but... Yeah, he's like, hey, bum me some smokes. Yeah, he just put them like, in the pack yeah. he had. So he's definitely been in contact with some people. And that's so weird about the book being found, too. Yeah, like they found it not to... Not, like, why wouldn't... wouldn't think a spy would be better <laughs> smart enough well to, like, the, and there's nothing the in there or... about like uh so they don't think it's weird that they found the book like in the rear well of a t- of a car yeah and like and they never car? say anything about yeah they never say anything about like investigating whose car that is or why it was maybe there so there's a bunch of stuff that like uh what like what our podcast is exposing 
is that in most crimes, the police don't really do anything. No. And if they, there's not a letter attached that says, hey, my name's <laughs> Dale and I killed this guy. Yeah. Here's my address, come get me. They don't really ever know what to do. Nope. Uh, so, yeah, I just find... Police, it, man. It's really interesting that if you start looking into, uh, like, coding, there's yeah. a ton of examples of bodies being found with, like, unencryptable codes on them. I'm going to carry around the code sheet now just to for just, when I die. Just yeah. to fuck with whoever. I've, I've actually thought I'm going to have your before. name on it. <laughs> and then just a bunch of, like, random... A lot of six and nines. You know, I'll be 420, 6'9". You know, a lot of that. You know. Like, you oh, know, 69, just, wink. This guy was just a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Jeff from Tiger King? Yeah, I've I've actually thought it'd be funny at times to, like, just... Yeah, just carry something on you. Yeah. And then if you ever just randomly, whatever happens, you know, there it is. And you just, maybe that's what this was. Yeah. Maybe this guy was just like some drunk. That's, decided to kill hey, himself. Just, and was like, I'm going to fuck out. people on the yeah. way out. Hey, mate. Hey, mate. <laughs> Hello, mate. Hello, mate. I'm going to fuck with some people. I might not even be Australian. <laughs> maybe there's shrimp on the barbie. Maybe there's not. Crocodile uh, Dundee. Crocodile Dundee. Kangaroos. I that's about all I know. Yeah, all right. Joe Exotic looked like he'd be from Australia. Yeah, or Florida. I'm shocked it didn't happen <laughs> in Florida. Yeah. Like, Oklahoma, are you sure? What part of Florida was is Oklahoma? that? Oklahoma? Yeah, yeah okay. it was, yeah. Carol lives in Florida. I mean, he's definitely, like, Florida at heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Florida through and through. All right, so, yeah, that's... Uh, that's a good one. It's just a it's random... A mystery. Yeah. This is one of those random well, things. Well, so we figured it out. That guy was just dick. I think that's what it was. He just really. wanted to fuck with people. <laughs> it was just some dude that decided, you know what? I'm done with his life. Yep. I'll put this book here. This I'll put the note fun. in my pocket. One day, two jackasses are going to talk about this. <laughs> It'll be middle-aged and mediocre. Hey, you want to do Would You Rathers? Yeah, I always would. Okay. Rather. I've spent a lot of time on these out in the car right before I came Did in. Did you? All right. <laughs> so. <laughs> I like that we prepare so well. Yeah. You do, and I don't. I, I didn't just, for this one very well. I just wanted that demolition high. I got it. I'm, <laughs> oh, it's good. All right. Would you rather eat a box of dry spaghetti noodles nope. or two cups of uncooked rice? Uh, I feel like I've had this question asked to me before. Randomly, not in like a structured manner, but just yeah. asked. Uh, Dry spaghetti or uncooked kind rice? Kind of the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I ate raw rice once. I was so high. That's all that I had oh my in my God. room because I had my phone in there that I got wet, so I had it in this container to dry out. And, and the like, well, still there. But I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to use some rice. Well, I ate a bunch of raw rice. Then you can answer it. <laughs> or you can answer when I ask this then. It's kind of just like eating... Uh, uh, what's the cereal? Uh, like Rice Krispies? Yeah, it's a lot harder, though. <laughs> a lot crunchier? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like eating rice, like breaking up a rice cake and eating little tiny pieces, right. maybe. I think I'll go with that one, though. The rice, yeah. Because what's, what's the other option? Dry spaghetti. A whole box of dry spaghetti or two cups of uncooked rice. Two cups is a lot, too, that's though. A, fuck, that's a lot. But if you break up a box of spaghetti, it's going like to fill up more than two cups. Yeah, so I'd give it that. rice. Yeah, rice. Yeah. Either way, no thank you. Unless you're high. There's nothing Even else. then, I've never been that Mike still, my cousin Mike still gives me shit about that. <laughs> me eating uncooked rice. All right, uh, next one. Would you rather have hands that kept growing as you got older <laughs> or feet that kept growing as you got older? I think that already happens. Or maybe, like, the rest of you shrinks. Uh, well, if you could choose, 
really hands that get older. Hands, or hands to get bigger. Yeah. Because shoes, you have to keep buying. Yeah, you have to keep feet. If your feet hands are whatever, unless you're like really into gloves. Yeah. <laughs> unless you're uh, really into gloves. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to do when I get older, too. I look forward to it. My um. whole life, I've just been a glove collector. Now, these these deformed keep, hands of mine. growing. Also, it would just be cool to have like giant fucking hands all of a sudden. Yeah, it would be cool. For, you know. Then you couldn't take your pills and stuff. You'd be trying to take your pills and your fingers all big. Well, that's what you have the nurses for. That's true. That's yeah. true. All right. So hands. Hands is the answer. Okay, would you rather not be able to open any closed doors, <laughs> locked or unlocked, or not be able to close any open doors? Ooh. Oh. Uh... Well, I mean, you'd just be stuck in whatever room you're in, right? Unless you can get somebody to open it for you. Yeah, unless you get someone to open it. Or, I mean, if you can not close, you can not close doors. You can go anywhere you want. You just can't close the door afterwards. Yeah, but then everybody has access to me. That's what you yeah, want. Yeah, no, I, I'll just. Everyone's gonna have access to you because they gotta let you in. If I want them to, though. <laughs> They'll stay out in the I woods. Just stay. You're like fuck doors. No, I'm totally cool. But if I can just be in one room when this starts, yeah, I'll just stay in that room. All right. So you're going to go with the first one. You'd yeah. rather not be able to open any closed yeah, doors. Yeah, whatever. I don't need to go anywhere. Yeah. In this there. world That's now. That's pretty much what we are right now. Yeah, in this world now. <laughs> safer to stay in one place. Yes, it is. I'm not leaving either, though, okay? I'm right here with you, buddy. <laughs> you got to get the fuck out. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so, all right. So you ate dry rice. Yep. Whatever. What's the, uh, what's the, I don't know if I had the weirdest... Or whatever, but what's the like most ridiculous shit you've ever eaten? You're Other high, than raw you're rice, like what's like that thing that like something you did one time when you're high that you like look back on, you're like, God, that was disgusting. Oh man, it would have to be the raw rice. I mean, I honestly, that's probably the worst because other things are just like three peanut butter sandwiches at midnight, which no one needs that. No, but I'm just trying to fill myself. I'm trying to know? think, <laughs> uh, the, uh, a couple years ago, I ate something. I'm trying to think of what it was though that. The next day, I remembered I did it. Yeah. And it was, like, disgusting. Not in disgusting of, like, uh, it was a gross thing to eat. Yeah. But just a disgusting thing that, like, a human would consume it. <laughs> I can't remember what it was now, but it was, like, a combination of two foods. Because I couldn't decide which one I wanted. Yeah, so you just did both. And I was so fucking high. <laughs> and then I was just like, I'll just combine them, man. And it was you just... You started pizza and pineapple, didn't you? No. Oh, oh what? good. No, this was like... I know steakums were involved. <laughs> <laughs> which, right there. Like, I love steakums, because that's just like eating like a... What are steakums again? Like, uh, like steak sandwiches, shredded? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Like, you know the meat you get for like a yeah. Philly cheesesteak yep. or whatever? It's like that. But it, I know it involved that, like, oh, it's because I wrapped them in, like, I used something to wrap them in. Oh, like a tortilla the other shell? Thing, or... It wasn't, I mean, it was way worse than that. Whatever yeah. else it was, was like, those two things should not have been combined. Yeah. It was too much fucking food, but I ate all of it. Oh. So, yeah, it was disgusting in that way. My ex one time tried, was making no-bake cookies. Mm-hmm. And was like, well, you eat peanut butter on sandwiches. Can you eat no-bake cookie mix on sandwiches? And I was like, no. <laughs> and she tried it anyway, and it was the worst thing ever. Because uh, you have the oats plus the bread. Right. And then uh, chocolate was... and peanut butter. And it was just, it was a bad, bad Because no-bake cookies are delicious. Yes, they but are. they've got to sit. But like, don't put it, yeah, don't just make mix yeah. the stuff and then put it on bread, is yeah. what I'm saying. Don't eat raw rice. I, yeah, I can't think it'd be. <laughs> I don't know how you, like, <laughs> I get that you're high. Yeah. But... It was just there. There's nothing That's else. Not, it's not even filling. No. 
And like I used it to like dry my cell phone and it got wet. So, so it's like you... a Tupperware container full of rice. Oh. And yes. I just I gotta see half of it and see how I feel. Like you would have been like ahead to try to like get some of the moisture out of your phone and like at least eat the moisture rice. <laughs> yeah, the rice has been like kind of cooked like that. Light it <laughs> with the lighter. Uh, you live, you don't learn. That's right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> so, some all rice right, right well, now. Yeah, now man, raw. I'm craving some raw some dry rice. rice. <laughs> dry rice. Drice. Some drice. That's the, <laughs> you know what, man. The, the the where we're headed. It seems like yeah. Drice might be a delicacy before too long. All right, we just coined that. We solved the mystery and created drice. That's what we do here. Yep, it's what we do. I'm gonna make a diet drice though. <laughs> How much more diet is brown, brown rice? Don't be racist. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I like to apologize to the, to the brown drices. All right. Uh, well, that's it. If uh, if everything, if the world still exists in a week, we'll be back. I hope so. Uh, it probably will. Yeah. I mean, it'll just be worse than what it is now, probably. Cool. So, I'm very positive about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, like, uh, there's too many professionals in the health field uh, that keep saying everybody needs to quit being, like, not, they're not saying, like, everybody needs to quit being positive, but everybody needs to quit just going, like, well, this is going to be over soon. Yeah. And they're all just like, look, we really don't know what this is yet, and we don't know how long this is going to take. So everybody needs to be in for a long haul here. And I think there's too many people trying to skip to the end. Yeah, they still want and it's it. going to make it worse and extend it. So, yeah, I don't know. Everybody stay What do they say about podcasts? Can, should we be recording right now? Uh, yeah, next week I'm going to have a big glass divider between us. You've it'll been be talking like, about that for a while. It'll be though. like we're in prison. All right, cool. Yeah. So, which I've always wanted to have a prison conversation. I'll bring the cigarettes. Okay. We'll trade them. You have to sneak stuff. them in your butt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And then, uh... Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool That's cool, how I'm cool. taking the demolition home. Just shoving them up there, all three. Oh, God. Give me a second. Ah! All right, they're up there. All right, Joel Exotic. <laughs> I'm real exotic now. Um, no, it was supposed to be wrestling tonight. There was. Kind of yeah, it's not supposed to be the March Radness. Yeah, I, was, I should session. be ring announcing here in about two hours, an hour or so. Um, doors would have opened 20 minutes ago. Oh, man. I'm, yeah, bummed about that, but whatever. Yeah. Let's let's all get... To, There's nothing Let's happening. all heal up. Hey, let's beat this. Let's beat this virus, guys. You know what I want to go do? Stay home, and then I can ring it out again. Yeah. I want to uh, here before too long, uh, get a baseball bat uh-huh. and some and some baseballs, and just go out and hit some balls. We can do you that. Know what I mean, just we hit can, some dingers. We can do that down in Mike's backyard. Yeah, we got baseball. We got everything there. You don't even need to. We got two gloves, bat, and balls. Just hit them into the river. Well, we hit them up towards the houses. That makes sense. But we can too. hit them towards the rivers too, and the highway and stuff. I mean, that way you're not breaking windows. Cool. Let's do that. Yeah. Just don't get hit in the dick. I cannot make promises. Okay, don't hit me in the dick. Cannot make promises. Ah, shit. Look, man, when I hit a baseball, it's going <laughs> one place and one place only. <laughs> to the dick. And that's to the dick. <laughs> All right, we're out. Your mom's a baseball. I told you to quit telling people that. <laughs>